This podcast may contain some sensitive and graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. It's 10 o'clock p.m. Do you know where your children are? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? There's no justice in this world. Today in NamUs, there are 3,876 children listed as missing, and there are 2,674 children whose bodies are unidentified. There's no point in keeping score. Some got it bad, some got it worse. There's no justice in this world. Do you know where the children are? Okay, well, I just wanted to kind of do um a discussion type episode on Summer Moon Utah Wells. She's missing out of Rogersville. Hawkins County, Tennessee. She went missing on June 15th. Sometime in the afternoon, evening, uh, she was reported missing around 6.30 and the law enforcement responded immediately. Her case has gone on for 11 days now and she currently is the only, actually that might not be correct anymore because I saw where a little child was in the was with his mom and his mom had missed a court date. I don't know if they put an Amber Alert out on him or not. It's an endangered but, missing. It's not a okay. Um, well, I saw that, and honestly, I uh, I haven't looked into that case and the, that kind of custodial type thing. Uh, I don't always feel like is. I don't feel like it's the same thing necessarily. It might be. Um, I ha- Like I said, I haven't looked into the case. But so Summer is, she's only a Tennessee Amber Alert at the moment, but she is a, an Amber Alert on NCMEC. So um, she is the only active Amber Alert uh, at the time I looked, and that could have changed. That is something I feel like we should all take notice of because uh, Amber Alerts are designed specifically for the public to take notice of. She has she started in uh, you know local news and slowly it is spreading nationally. And one of the things about children who have gone missing, it takes a little bit surprisingly for it really to go national. Uh, with all the social media and everything that we have now, it still takes a little while for this to become a thing. Um, now, how did you, uh, you told me about this case, so how did you find it? Um, when I found out about this case, it was early on. I follow a lot of um, search feeds that I have basically programmed to alert me when different things happen. I don't, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, yeah, you just get notified when something gets put on the internet. Yeah, I get Google alerts. I get uh, uh, AP alerts. I get little alerts that say, Something that you've put in here, I, I maybe have a hundred search terms, but something that you've put in here uh, is happening. And here's the article. Here's the link. And so that's so, how you made. That's how you found out about summer. Yeah, that's how I found out about summer. And so 
all I I found out like within a day or two. Um, like I I don't know that I knew like the day it happened. I think it was the following day. You knew the following day because of um just sort of the work we've been doing. You said. Oh yeah. Um, some you said Summer Wells is going to be relevant here. Yeah. So one of the first things I I noticed about her. So true crime is a weird industry, community, whatever you want to call the the things that happen around true crime because it, it's it's loosely knit. It's very like it's like the Dixie Mafia of entertainment in a way. And I follow these different Facebook groups about missing people. Uh, I have three groups that claim um, Summer Wells on Facebook, which is weird in a way. Um, one of them is a support group. It's a very small private group for families. Um, but if you look at uh, Facebook itself right now, there are like you can pretty much type in any missing person that you can find in Namus or on the Charlie Project, and there will be a group or a page that is dedicated to some degree to telling you about that person and what's going on in the case. What's interesting about Summer Wells' case is that this case grew really fast to over 50,000 members now, um, as of this morning, and I think I showed it to you last night, and I was sort of like, oh, wow, that's, you know, there's a lot of members members in this. And, um, you know, I, I've never activated the True Crime Access page. I, I have it, um, but I... It's because we can't handle it. <laughs> right. It, it, it is largely because we, you know, we can't handle what's going on there. But I noticed today that there's a Summer Wells group with 19,000 members. There's a missing Summer Wells private group with 6,000 members. There's a Summer Wells group with Vanished in Tennessee. Um, and that group has 7,500 members. And then there's this, these two big main groups that have uh, over 50,000 members. I'm part of a private group that has 4,600 members that's separate of that. And then there's... What Happened to Summer Moon Wells, which is another private group I'm a part of, which has 3,400 right. members. My point is, this stuff has an audience. That's the first part. But the problem when you get an audience um, is this is not a reality television show. This is a missing child's case. It is. And um, I urge everybody to remember that. And... So first of all, I realized during the last press update, which included the the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, it included um, Sheriff Lawson there in Hawkins County, and it included uh, the search and rescue captain who is sort of uh, doing the incident management side of this particular uh, situation. It also included a horse. And a horse that ran down the street. While they were while the sheriff was talking, I believe the sheriff was talking. Um, but I think God doesn't have a sense of humor. No kidding. <laughs> it's a horse with no name. But th- so what I realized though is they really don't have a clue what happened here, um, and that's what makes this case case unique for me is because I run into maybe okay. If you take all of missing persons cases, I think the statistic I've seen, and you may have sent this to me, Polly Class Foundation says something like 99.8% of missing person, missing children's cases are solved 
by the kid coming home safely. That's correct. Um, and and that's a that's a big number. Like even if these huge numbers are true, you know, if there's a million missing kids, ninety nine point eight of them come home. And like there, whether that is like a hundred percent factually accurate or statistically accurate is irrelevant. The point is, cases where kids vanish are rare, and they capture the attention of a lot of people. Right, especially young children. Yeah. So. I want to ask you as we move along here, what captured your attention about Summer Wells? Well, initially, I, um, okay, I initially thought um, she was going to be having just wandered out of earshot. Um, When the, let's see, you told me about the case and I was ear deep. Uh, into mostly Xavier Harrelson at that point, but also um, I was starting to look into Ryan Larson's case. And, of course, Summer shows up. <laughs> and they did um, they did the Amber Alert, and then they immediately sort of updated it because initially um, she, was, she was missing, so it was like a statewide emergency missing. I'm not exactly sure what the name of the alert is. And it was for, you know, a four-year-old little girl with a picture, Summer uh, Moon, Utah Wells. Then they immediately updated it for her to be five years old. And they put a new picture out where, with her hair significantly shorter. It had been buzzed off um, for the summer. And it... So that kind of caught my attention because they changed it. And so there's been a lot of speculation made as to um, the fact that, you know, whoever initially reported the child missing, um, they said she was four when she's five. And I just want to point out, um, Summer's birthday is in February, and she turned five. And I actually, I don't know, the police could have made a mistake, the dispatchers could have made a mistake, the parents could have made a mistake. Um, That is completely innocuous. It is not malicious. It doesn't mean they're bad parents. Um, It's just, I feel like in a moment where your child's gone missing and your thoughts are racing, you could absolutely call them the age that they previously were. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like, just with four kids... Uh, living at home, and I I feel like you absolutely could do that. And yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's you get distracted. Um, I don't think that's a big deal, and it seems like a lot of people are calling that out, like it's a huge deal. And yeah, you should know what age your kids are. But I'm just saying, you know, she she turned uh, five in February. It has been a crazy year and last year for everybody, right? (laughs) As far as the pandemic and everything goes, I feel like it was just a slip up. It wasn't, it's not anything indicating anything bad, right? Um, But that got made a big deal out of. And then, of course, the hair change, right? So you've got this little girl with kind of chin length, like a little bob haircut, and suddenly her head is shaved, And that got thrown under the bus. I mean, like really bad. And people have said, oh, it's lice or, oh, it's, you know, they punished her and that's how they did it. We have no idea why that child's hair was cut. She may have wanted it cut. One of her brothers may have put bubble gum in her hair and it had to be cut. I know that feeling, by the way. 
Um, and so, you know, we've, we've got this sort of situation where everybody's picking these things apart and, I'm, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Um, what difference does it make if a child um, wants their hair shaved off or if a parent has to buzz it off for whatever reason, it will grow back. Um, but, you know, I think the main thing that caught my attention was, you know, these discrepancies immediately, and they were cleared up immediately. But, um, and then, you know, it brought attention because of what sort of followed that because I couldn't believe that's what people were focusing on. Yeah, I, so the parents in this case are going through the ringer. They are, and. To say the least. And I, I, you know, we're not privy to what's happening in the investigation. The, um, like you said, the pressers that have been held, they're kind enough to, Actually, in this case, like the first time ever, they were like, we have no idea what happened. (laughs) Um, And I felt like that was a really genuine remark. And honestly, there's not a whole lot here to indicate what happened. And that kind of drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I, and I'm not going to, um, I don't want to put anybody down. I want Summer to be found. That's the whole point. Um, And all of the things that have been said, they are completely inconsequential to the situation at hand. And I see um, it's it's really been interesting, though, because you get a little bit of perspective on how the audience sees the case. And I've... Well, this isn't even a case yet. Well, (laughs) you should tell the people... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a missing person which is not the same thing no it is it's a missing little girl and um you know we could talk about statistics um with regard to the case and i i use statistics and something about statistics that you have to remember is that they're fluid and so to get a percentage you've got to be um working with a part of a whole so anytime there's a statistical number thrown out. Um, somebody had to have used a whole number, which that involves the number of children reported missing, right? And then they've got to use yeah. um, whatever they're trying to find this number for. So in this case, it would be how many children come home, right? Safely. And so yeah. it is a fluid number. However, um, so it how many kids are being reported missing directly impacts that. I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it. But the point is a very high number of children who are reported missing come home safely. There's literally, it's a miscommunication or it's an, it's a misunderstanding. Right. It's not a situation that, um, I mean, it, I'm not saying people shouldn't report their children missing. They should if they are missing. But that number is so high that they come back. It's just, it's it's cleared up quickly. I'm very surprised that her case has gone on for 11 days like this, especially with the resources it appears are being used. In the press conference, the captain of the search and rescue, um, I guess he's, captain of that team but I guess he's also coordinating with all these other teams that are coming in and he said that they had covered like it was 
between three and four square miles. Was that correct? Well, he, originally the way he said it was he put it in the number of acres and it went from like 2,400 and it kept moving up in the acres that they covered. The gist of it is that they have almost covered uh, five square miles at this point. It's 4.6 square miles. Okay. And um, let's say if you were to go straight in one direction, how many miles is that? Like not square, just... Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Um, it... it See, this comes up where... It would be two miles and two miles, right? I mean, that's... It it would be roughly two by two. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Two and a half miles um, in every direction from the last place she was seen, basically. That would be... Yeah, even if you up it to three, that becomes where we look at it and we kind of look at it sideways. Okay. I understand. And I just want to point yeah. out, so she only went in one direction, right? In theory. I mean, you can... She could have wandered around, right? Okay, so. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, she could have gone in a circle. She could have come back, gone out, you know. Now, one of the episodes that we just did in the feed, we talked about a little boy who was found, okay? And he was found 12 miles away from where he started. Right. Okay, in this situation, he was found the next morning, and he was found face down, and if they hadn't have found him, he would have died there, essentially. Um, He was... It was cold, and uh, he uh, was so cold that he couldn't move, and he just basically, I guess, given up, fallen down, and, you know, somebody found him 12 miles away. If that were to be the case, now that little boy was younger than Summer, but they wouldn't have gone far enough yet. Yeah. Well, that's an exception, and, you know, we don't know the, okay, we don't know the exact. The only exception is he was found, I think. Well, we don't know the exact number of miles that he went. We do know that it was a significant distance. Depending on the reports that you read, he, he, that kid traveled somewhere between about 8 and possibly as high as 13 miles. But where and we've read other cases recently where we've talked about kids going miles. Um, my thing is, okay, I don't, I don't dispute at all that they may not have gone far enough. I'm more confused by they don't seem to know what to do. And I say that, okay, when you look at cases like this, and, and you and I have done this a long time now, not really podcast-related, just life-related. When you look at the case of a small child, and, and they're absolutely correct, this is a really small child. Like, the way they described it was, if you've had a legal sheet of paper... This child curled up could fit into that spot. Well, so you can have misadventures, which that's probably the biggest category that you could have. It's not necessarily the highest statistical uh, probability for a case like this. You could have parents being involved in some sort of either accidental death where they've covered it up or a purposeful death where they've covered it up. Or you could have strangers involved. What gets really interesting in, in a case like this is you don't even have a thread to pull. You don't have a place to start. You and I talking, you know, here's how crazy this case is. First of all, and you can address some of this in a moment, I saw that you had tapped into like a psychic giving a live uh, read on this. 
and I, I, that was a um, spirit box reading. Yeah, spirit box reading. I saw that, and yeah, and and like I don't have a lot of experience with this thing, so I'm not gonna discount or play them up or play them down. I'm just gonna say it's interesting to watch all of that unfold in sort of. It's almost like being on a Zoom search for this child. That's what it feels like. It feels like Zoom search and rescue for this child. But what is baffling about it? Like I looked up the. This sounds so nuts when I say it. I looked up earthquakes in the area and like weirdly there were several, but my thinking was like, what if the earth opened up and swallowed this girl, like in a sinkhole or a, a, you know, a land depression or land substance problem. Like what if something like that happened and, and we just never know. And then I went down this rabbit hole of people who have had small sinkholes open up under their crawl space in their house and I was like, what if she'd crawled under the house and there was something under there that she fell into? I looked up obituaries of uh, people being buried in the area to see if any of those timed out with it. I've read through people's theories. Um, there was this one person who called everyone bored housewives reading through all of these fun cases. Uh, so then I went and did a background check on that person. It, I mean, like I was just like digging so deep into all of these things. Uh, looked for sex offenders in the area. There's a lot. That's a that's a never-ending rabbit hole there. Um, the one, I mean, it's it boils down to like some really basic facts. And that's like, what's the timeline? And that's one of the problems that TBI said they're having in this case is that they can't really boil down uh, an exact timeline. What they're giving us is that Summer disappeared in the early afternoon and the cops were involved by late afternoon. So there's a window there, but there were family members who thought that they would find her. Right. And so I did want to talk about that a little bit. And um, you mentioned, I have, I've looked at a lot that people were putting out there that I've never looked at before. Um, just because I, I, and you know, I'm not, I, I'm not saying I use any sort of spiritual or uh, extrasensory information, but I typically have a very good idea of what happened in a case. And, uh, without, and I'm not, I'm, I just use the information available and I'm typically right. Um, at the end and that, you know, that doesn't really matter. But the weird thing about this case was I, I actually don't have a great idea of what happened. And that's why I was, um, willing to sort of take a look at all this other information that, uh, I typically wouldn't even think of utilizing, but, um, so for the most part, this is what I have gathered. Um, and it's, you can tell me if you've heard differently, but Summer went to a place that they would go swimming. Um, it's not a pool. It's a natural watering hole of some sort. It's a, I, I don't know what you would call it. Um, but there's the TikTok video of her playing in the water. They, they just went, yeah, they just went down. It's literally just them getting wet and having fun. There's multiple people. Right. And so there's another, um, there's another, uh, child there and he's an older child and everybody has said, well, why didn't the, um, three brothers that live at Summer's home go? My guess is they didn't want to go. That's just, uh, right off the top of my head. But so Summer's mom put a TikTok video of her playing in the water and that happened earlier in the day. And 
there's speculation about some stuff that happened at the watering hole that I have not seen backed up by any facts anywhere. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, I do want to say this though. Okay. So I'm just going to put it out there. People have said she went under the water for over a minute. She had to be rescued. Okay. And, but then when, you know, she was done at the watering hole, they put her back in the car and she was fine. And then when the other child was dropped off, she was sleeping in the vehicle and that's supposed to have been confirmed from a non-family source. Okay. Um, if she did go under the water for a minute and had to be, you know, rescued, like how likely is it that that happened the exact same day that she disappeared? I have not seen anything verifying that, but yeah, I mean, that could have been an incident where. I think that that is just people talking. I think it's just people talking because I mean, okay. Yes. There's all these rampant theories where people start talking about dry drowning and they start talking about secondary drowning two different things but people confuse them and they're you know they're talking about hot car deaths because that's something that i also like look a lot at like what how do people react in a hot car death the the basic issue that you're gonna have with all of this is you got a lot of people that got to keep their mouth shut for something like this to happen. I think so too. And so you've got, so they will go swimming, you know, something may or may not have happened. I haven't seen it substantiated. So I'm going with may not have happened. And they come home. Uh, the child they were swimming with is dropped off. And the grandmother, the mother and Summer are doing things out in the yard. There's been so much um, talk and discussion about that. None of that matters really to me. They were doing something. Summer decided she was going to go back in the house. Um, her mom walked her halfway there, according to what we've seen, which, you know, is 10 feet because her, uh, the grandmother lived in a camper that's 20 feet away or whatever. I don't know how far it is, but it's not far. So the mother walked her halfway back to the house. Summer goes into the house. The mother goes back over to assist her the grandmother, which is Summer's mom's mom, with something, straightening her uh, knee brace or something to that effect. Time goes by. Summer has gone in the house. Um, when the mom returns to the house, I assume she said, you know, where's Summer? And her brothers were like, oh, she's downstairs playing. More time goes by. And I assume because it was 630 when the police got involved, I assume it may have had something with to do with dinner time when the mom realized that Summer wasn't there. So it, it could have been quite right. a gap there. However, you've got everybody's seen where they live. Okay. Um, she was downstairs, and I don't know what's downstairs, but they said she was playing with her toys downstairs. So that was her element. That was her place to be. There's absolutely no reason that um, her mom should have been, like, checking on her constantly with her being downstairs. No way! No! It's and it's, so, you've got this little girl who's gone downstairs. Let's say, I think the reports were, like, it was, like, 2.30 or something when... Uh, I've seen variable reports, but it's, it's the, the gist of it is sometime between 2 o'clock and 3.30. The, the young man was dropped off, and then they did stuff in the yard. So, you know, it is possible that whatever happened 
it wasn't just 15 minutes before, but without, um, I don't feel like the timeline of the story is not adding up because somebody's lying. I feel like it's, um, she's, uh, Candace Wells, Summer's mother is a stay at home mom with four children and her mother is staying on the property in her own camper. When you have days like that, they run together. Okay. There was nothing remarkable about that day until summer disappeared. Okay. And then she's got to remember everything. Okay. I don't know. There's been a ton of speculation about alcohol and drugs and all this other stuff. And I just want to point out moms that are so absorbed in their own drug use and alcohol use, they don't take their five-year-old daughter to the swimming hole. They don't take them on vacation. They don't make TikTok videos about their children. I'm just saying this. I could be completely wrong, but I've seen situations where, um, when parents are neglectful, it's not a, a choice thing. It's not where they neglect the children part of the time. And then they're posting TikTok videos of them the rest of the time. I'm just saying, um, I don't know what you think about that, but, <laughs> but so, okay. The story basically is they went on with their afternoon. Summer was playing mom helped grandma. Then mom was doing other stuff around the house. Her brother said she went downstairs to play. It was not an abnormal situation. Okay. When it got to be dinner time, I imagine the mom was like, okay, you know, summer time to eat or what do you want to eat? I don't know how it unfolded, but that's when she realized she wasn't there. From that point, they looked for her for about 15 minutes before they called the police. Okay. I just want to point out for everybody making these comparisons to other child um, disappearance cases where parents have been um, involved, typically parents don't call the police 15 minutes after they realize their child has disappeared. And I realize that there's a lot of discussion about how this possibly happened earlier, you know, days earlier or what have you, but I can't go off of any of that. I have to go off of what the 911, um, well, it's not the call cause that hasn't been released, but the 911, uh, what is it? Di uh, the, the dispatch report? Well, it's where you can hear what they're talking about. The, you're talking about the radio, the scanner? Yeah. Yeah. And so according to that, right, you've got um, them calling very quickly. And I understand there's a lot of um, confusion about that. Somebody said mom went for a run or a walk or something. It's all just lost in translation. The mother walked the child to the house, halfway to the house. The child went inside. Later on, when she was inside getting dinner ready or asking the kids what they wanted for dinner, she realized Summer wasn't there. Right. Within 15 minutes, she had called. Okay. If Summer disappeared before Tuesday, before the day she was reported missing, 15 minutes after her mother realized she was missing, her 12 or 11-year-old brother would absolutely tell the police. Well, I don't know what kind of contact everybody's had with the police, but you're right. So a lot of people have focused on the criminal records, the fact that one of Summer's aunts is a missing person out of Wisconsin. 
And they, they focused on who's on the sex offenders registry in the family and what criminal records. There's been a lot of talk about domestic incidents between mom and dad. There is a lot going on here. Like, and I, I think I told you early on, it's like it's on soap opera or a reality show, except it's not. It's reality. It's these people's lives. This is a child's life. Yeah. And now, how long do you think they could have gotten away with not reporting her missing if they were involved? Okay. My problem is just with the number of people around, if you just count grandma, mom, dad, and then the boys and summer, for summer to go missing in there and for everybody to be lying about it and covering it up, I, it's not unheard of, but it doesn't last this long usually. Right. And, you know, then there's also outside people who, um, there's been speculation that uh, the videos are alib- are trying to be alibis, sort of. Um, and it's actually really interesting because Summer had her haircut sh- so short. Yeah. There can only be so much alibying happening there because before that she had long hair. hair. Um, I, the, the, now, and just to clear this up also, um, during the press conference, Sheriff Ronnie Lawson of Hawkins County said they, they have not gotten any search warrants, okay? And everybody freaked out. And I just want... Well, they had consent. I just want to say the family's given consent, not to mention that it would hold up in court because of exigent circumstances. This child is missing. She could be in danger. Um, yeah, they could search wherever they wanted there, and I don't... There wouldn't be a problem. It's not going to be a problem. But, um, you know, just to sort of, it seemed like a lot of people thought that that meant they hadn't searched anything. And that's not the case. Um, If you have consent, you can search anywhere. Now, um, the parents in this situation, they have absolutely no obligation to tell us, the social media world, anything. Okay. They don't have to tell us anything. No, the search and rescue, the cops, TBI, they don't have to tell us shit. And I I feel like we've, um, and I'm guilty of it, but I'm just sort of, you know, trying to help point out that it's not a sign of anything. And from other cases that we've talked about, um, with, for example, Crystal Rogers, when she went missing and her boyfriend, uh, immediately he was being interrogated and he felt like he needed a lawyer, blah, 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 all that stuff happening. Okay. Summer's parents have done exactly what I would expect parents that have missing children to do. They called the police, you know, very quickly after they realized she was missing. Okay. They have cooperated fully. TBI said they have no idea what happened. Okay. That's a weird statement to be made if they are having this strategy where they have an idea of what happened. Okay. That was the TBI spokesperson. I've actually never heard anybody say that. Have you? Yeah. I, I, there's been a few cases like that where I have heard FBI and state Bureau of investigation people say they have no idea what happened. And I can, I, so to some extent, with Tennessee, there's the Holly Bobo case. They they told a couple stories there, 
But honestly, if you'll remember that case, the Holly Bobo case, people went to town on her brother for not interrupting the abduction there. But that was an abduction that was sort of witnessed. So they didn't say they didn't have any idea what was going on. It's, they said they had a lot of questions. But Clint Bobo, he went through the ringer similarly to what uh, Summer Wells' family is going through. I've seen comparisons online to Chris Watts and to Susan Smith. I don't like. I don't think people understand those cases fall apart pretty quickly. I'd like to ask you, um, with Chris Watts, uh, if her friend hadn't like shown up at the house and like did everything she did because he may have expanded it by a week. You think so? You think it would have taken that long? He he might have got away with it for a week longer. I think once, yeah, you had three people missing. Once they pull his GPS records and found the bed sheet by the, um, I think they would have found the bed sheet out by the oil yeah, tank. Okay. And I think that would have done it. And I I don't necessarily think they would have found the girls as quickly, but I think they would How have found. How long did them it take them to take him into custody and all? Well, Chris Watts, um, like take him into custody from the perspective of. No, no, like when he confessed. Like, how long was it between him going, come home, to I did it? Uh, Well, so the disappearance there happens August, I want to say it's August the 13th. And he was charged by August 21st. It was maybe 48, 72 hours before he was arrested. And he had confessed at that point, right? It was quick. Yeah, like, their bodies were located on August the 16th. I remember that. And so, okay... Um, it, I assure you, uh, well, no, I don't want to say I assure you because I don't know. We're not privy to this information and we shouldn't be. Um, the, the family has cooperated. Okay. How do you commit, you know, and let's say it was an accident and you cover the body, but then you let everybody search wherever they want to. How's that work out for you? Um, it, it doesn't seem to me like that would be, it would make any sense unless. Well, see, that also rules. So unless they left her at whatever water park place, they were whatever hollow or waterfalls or wherever they were, unless they buried her there, which I assume has probably also been checked. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I tell you what, um, the, People who saw her sleeping in the car when she dropped off the other child that was swimming with them, you, I feel like if you think that they would have covered for Candace Wells in saying that she was there when she wasn't, I think you're mistaken. I think that um, there are very, very few people who will cover for somebody who has, you know, done something to a five-year-old little girl. Very few yeah. people. I uh, that would take a lot for somebody to cover up something that's happened to someone. At this else. point, yeah, I think so too. She's an adorable little girl. Um, I think everybody should um, focus on her being found. Now, uh, let's we can go ahead and um, at, so after TBI said that summer uh, that they had essentially no idea. Right, because there's two things happening here. They're looking for Summer, and then they're investigating Summer's disappearance. Okay, and you know the the 
priority is to get her back. Correct. And I've uh, followed some of these social media groups and I've gotten very emotionally involved and to the point where I'm like, when, you know, there was a sighting of a little girl and the helicopters were going, I was actually like, oh my goodness, they're actually going to find her. Right. And then it wasn't her. And so, um, it's, it's a lot, but as soon as TBI said, we have no idea what happened. Um, I said, well, maybe she is a stranger abduction. I don't necessarily think that right this minute, but, um, the odds of the stranger abduction are as close as they can be to impossible without actually being impossible. If somebody took her, it would be weird for somebody to come up like their that. road and snatch her invisibly. That's sure. the part that, yeah, that's the part that's weird. I mean, the strange thing is disposing of a child's body that's that small is actually fairly simple um, in ways that people would never find. And that's horrifying. I, and I hate to, yeah, I hate to say it that way. But if you look back through time, okay, so. More recently, I think it was late 2018, I don't remember the exact dates on this. We have a 13-year-old named Jamie Kloss. She was taken and held. And after, you know, 88 days, she escaped. Um, if you look at, if you go back further in time, 2005, there's Jessica Lunsford. That's sort of a, a it's a neighbor abduction where... Um, she was taken and it took them a little while to find her. You know, I think, I think she was really missing from maybe February the 20th or 23rd. And she was found sometime mid-March. We're getting, we're coming up on the, the time period where they call them tipping points and tipping points is where an investigation changed. I've been following five missing persons cases around the country. Um, a pair of little boys out of California, uh, a boy out of uh, Montezuma, Iowa, and a boy out of uh, La Vista, Nebraska, right? Is he Nebraska? Nebraska. I think he's Nebraska. Um, so I've been following those cases. This is the only current case I'm following on a little girl. I've noticed some interesting trends. One, there's a lot of birthdays happening when kids go missing. That's fascinating to me. Two, why is everybody calling everybody autistic now? Um, three, and that comes up in the course of all of these missing persons cases I'm following. At some point, it comes up online in discussion groups, which are these weird places that you can go. If you ever, if you ever want to go and get yourself beat to death, just go into a discussion group on Facebook or Reddit and talk for a minute. It's Your, your mind will get a serious workout. Um, and the, the third thing is three of these cases are complete vanishings right now. There's no trail. That's, I, I don't know how to tell people how rare that Which is. Which one's not? What? Which one's not? So Summer's a complete vanishing. Xavier is a complete vanishing. And Ryan Larson is a okay. complete vanishing. Um, the, I am, I don't know if I want to mix all this together. I don't think we do. Cause it's a different thing. 
we need we can we can cover them yeah i'll just say that like i'm following something else that we may cover later where it's less a vanishing and more of a what did these people do with them right um and that you know if people want to go look that one up it's the cases of orson and Orrin west who are around summer's age uh one is three and one, one was three and one was four so you know they're coming up on it's in november in november a um, lot of time missing missing. Last yeah so let's talk about yeah. um anyways there, it's not the same thing as this right so let's talk about so um ryan is 12 and xavier is 11 and they both turned 11 and 12 while they've been missing Okay, and Summer's five, so let's talk about some of the um, relevance of her age here. And I have, because of her mom posting things and uh, just sort of absorbing everything that's happening, I got to sort of see how she was. She's a very sweet little girl. She's five, okay? She's not um, She's not a child that's going to be mistaken to be older than five, um, she's not a child who is particularly mature or uh, anything that kind of leads you to believe that she has purposefully run away, okay? Five-year-old little girls have a tendency to um, cling to their caregiver, and they have a tendency to be protected by their older brothers, Um her brothers are 9, 11, and 12 from what I've seen, uh, just people talking about it. So it's not even like she's got like a, a six or seven-year-old brother. 9, 11, and 12 are all old enough to um, have protective feelings towards her. Wouldn't you agree? Or maybe you don't agree. Why would you say I don't agree? I don't know. Like I'm trying to put perspective out here because – well. I, I agree with everything you just said. I think that they that there would be clinging to the caregivers. In this case, I think, you know, there are th- at least three people that Summer's probably close to, mom, grandma, dad. And I definitely think the older brothers would, yeah, from a very early age, you learn to protect yourself. Absolutely. And there's not a, so it's, it's always. I don't think all three of them could be bad, by the way. Like, even if there was one bad apple, I don't think all three of them yeah, would but, be bad. I just want to point also, that out. Um, there's been speculation, and I'm not going to go very far with this, that perhaps one of her brothers did something, okay? But see, see, the problem is you still have other people having to cover right. it and up. that I just – it if that's the case, we will find out. Um, right. Eventually someone will crack in that case. I'm not saying it's impossible for that to happen, by the way. I'm saying it's more un- – once you get more than one person involved, and, you know, this is from the – like, here, guys, this is how far I took this. I thought – could she have fallen into the the camper toilet that grandma has out back? I looked at, could she be in a sinkhole, which is something you came up with. I looked at, could one of her brothers had done something to her and, and hidden her body? And, and the answer to all of those things is yes, they're possible. But at this point, all of those things should have been covered or rather uncovered. And I've seen people saying she's in the planter where they were planting flowers for the cactuses. Look, the most reasonable thing I could think of in this situation is that only mom and grandma were involved in something where 
Summer fell asleep in the car and they left her in there too long and it got too hot and she died. If she was awake, she would have just got out of the car. That's a five-year-old girl. They get up. They go do things. I was going to say, like, if, um, I just want to point out, and I, this could be, um, I, I guess it could depend on the circumstances, but five-year-olds would wake up when they got too hot. I'm just saying, like. Well, I was more using, uh, you're correct. They would wake up, they would get out of the car. I was just saying if she's tired from a swimming trip and blah, blah, blah. Like I could see some situation where they find her in the car. Or, if they're going to call the and, police when she's been missing for 15 minutes, wouldn't they just call the police for that as well? I would assume so. And the other part of it is. So you. where I, I was going a different direction with that. Where I was going was once you get past two people which is still a bad idea. Um, it is very difficult to make a crime be a secret. covered up this long. And for, you know, investigative tools that the TBI and the FBI use, like polygraphs and, and just general interviews, it doesn't, like, I know people are like, oh, those aren't admissible in court. It, it doesn't matter. That's not what they're trying to know. They're not trying to know, will a judge and jury convict this person? They're trying to know, like, does this person know more than they're telling us about this little girl? And can we get them to open up? Right. And I, I mean, it's interesting to hear about polygraphs or whatever. TBI has a uh, strict policy of not discussing anything about them. Um, and so we don't know, like, uh, if we are to believe on face value, uh, the father has stated that they've both taken and passed their polygraphs, but nobody official will confirm nor deny that. So I have kind of just put it in the back of my head and not really thought about it. Now, you have a child, correct? Yeah, yeah. You have a mother, correct? I do. In the event that something would have happened to your child when they were five years old um, and something bad, uh, would your mother have covered for you? Oh, God, no. Okay. Um, mine wouldn't have either. And... uh. Well, actually, I can't even imagine you or I even wanting that, but it... Even in an accident situation, I would call my dad. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but like, um, I, I, I'm trying to break this up with a little humor because this is so, like, it is so dark and gloomy and serious, but... So more than likely, um, what we're looking at, I think, and like I said, I have no good feeling about this case. I have no insight into it. I feel like more than likely she has been abducted by not a stranger. Uh, I don't think it's somebody close to the family, um, but they've got to be close enough that she would have gone with them. And so I don't think the parents know anything about this. Um, I don't think the brothers know anything about this. I don't think Summer walked out of that house on her own. I don't think she said, let me just go play in the woods. Um, uh, I guess I could f find out more information that might change my opinion of that, but it was getting to be later on. And if somebody showed up and said, Hey, let's go do this. You know, for one thing, um, mom was on the property and grandma was on the property, not to mention the boys. Uh, she did have external access from the basement where she was known to have last been playing. Um, so her brothers, so basically the reason that all of her last known places are different is because they're different for everybody. Her mother last saw her going into the house. Her brothers last saw her going downstairs to play with her toys. That's the difference there. It's not a, it's not 
they're not actual discrepancies. It's just different accounts. Um, and so uh, there was some confusion with TBI as far as the timeline goes. Uh, she said, you know, she was last seen earlier in the afternoon and then reported missing uh, at six, between six and six thirty. I don't know exactly what time it was, but um, I maintain that from everything I've seen, mom went back in, she was doing whatever she was doing. Uh, she understood summer to be safely playing in the basement. Okay. And, uh, I assume it was dinner. It could have been something else when she, you know, said, Hey, you know, go get your sister or, you know, summer, what do you want for dinner? She didn't respond that kind of thing. And she realized that, you know, she wasn't there. And then, you know, all hell broke loose from there. But up until that point, that mom was just having a summer day with her four kids. And I think everybody needs to uh, focus on finding summer here. Um, it, I can, as a mom, I can imagine being in that situation and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I should have gone and checked on them earlier, right? Um, I can imagine like putting myself through all kinds of things um, as far as that goes. And I just... I, I feel like what happened there, there was no neglect. It wasn't abnormal. Um, it was just a normal summer day until uh, summer disappeared. Well, for all the people out there in Facebook land that look at these cases and talk about them, because as we're recording this, you know, this case is still an active missing persons case where there's a lot of discussion on the Internet from all those numbers of people I said earlier. I'll just say this. Imagine your life was under a microscope for just a minute and that because of it being under the microscope for just that one minute, somebody went backwards in time and looked at the last 20 years of your life and the record that you've left. And then they started going through every mistake that everyone you knew and they daisy chained out three people and they looked at your links to all of those people and they started tearing you apart based on the lives of others and based on things that happened 10 and 15 and 20 years ago. Now imagine your kid is missing and all of that is going on around you. There's no reason for these people to talk to the news. There's no reason for these people to get on social media and talk. I've been following a lot of the social media of the family and there's some interesting shit in there, but it doesn't mean anything. This is not, I don't, I don't think this family is anything more than an Appalachian family who lives in the hills and tries to get by, provide for their kids, keep their kids safe, and just live day to day. And they just came out of a pandemic. I don't understand why other people can't for a second have a little empathy and put themselves in the shoes of these people. Even in your own circumstances, sitting elsewhere in another zip code with another you know, gross income, fine. This is a family of people who, from all the videos I have, are mainly just annoyed that they're being filmed. <laughs> That's they're true. having a good time living their life, being goofy. And this one kid that got dragged into it, look, I'm not saying he didn't have anything to do with it, but I'm not going to fence straddle that. He didn't have anything to do with it. He's a kid. And I... Uh, with a child that is very close to his age. Right. I would say that. 
they need to they, there's a lot of shutting up that needs to go on in this case and like i have a lot of trouble with like so this is like this case first of all is sort of the end all be all for me of the types of cases despite the fact that it's a kid vanishing cases are my thing that i like dig into it's not because i like it it's not because it's enjoyable for me it's because i can't stop thinking about it and you know there's a there's a lot of vanishings that have happened that i can't stop thinking about i've seriously wondered if i could get away with going to work for her i i thought about it like and and, and i I, <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> the the problem the problem is i've been looking around in these facebook groups and i see those those these people are out there these people are like creeping around with cameras it I, that's what i mean about like there's something about this case that is just bizarre yeah um and i think that it you know like i said earlier i've i've sort of you know come to the conclusion it's going to be a non-stranger type abduction but i haven't ruled out like something weird her crawling in somewhere or something her uh, I don't feel like she left the house unless she had gotten into some sort of trouble and there was fussing happening and she, you know, got away. But I, I don't know if it was common for her to do that. But I knew as a little kid, I would run away from my parents um, when I was getting <laughs> in trouble. And, you know, I don't know what the dynamic was there. And I'm not saying that it was it would be bad. Um, I imagine summer, uh, the afternoon she disappeared, she had gone swimming and she had, had fun swimming. And I... I believe she could have been very cranky uh, by the time it got to be middle oh, to late yeah. afternoon. And, you know, she could have been hungry. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I empathize with a mom, regardless of her past, regardless of anything that's happened in her life. Okay. She was, tr she was doing the best she could. She was trying to take care of her kids. Okay. And I can empathize with the fact that, you know, with the fourth one and the end of the day, like you've just had it. I mean, I get that. And every single mom out there that's saying that, you know, Oh, I'd never do that. I just, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but... I think most of those people aren't, aren't really there. They have like one kid well, and they're I... comparing their experience. Well, and yeah. And so because of that, um, you know, you can love your child and, and you can love them more than anything. Now, another thing is, um, Candace has, uh, you know, some of her Facebook or her social media, she alludes to how much she loves her children way before this ever happened. Okay. She put stuff out there. I don't think that could be faked. Um, it, there's too much of it and it's too sparse and random and probably heartfelt because honestly, I don't put stuff like that out on my social media. Um, and so, you know, I can only imagine what somebody would do uh, if this, if I was in this situation. Um, you know, it would be everything suddenly being analyzed, like children's bruises and children being dirty. I mean, my goodness, stuff happens, you know, and it is not nefarious at all. It is not being bad parents. Um, children, you know, if they are out playing, they fall down. They, and, and another thing is, I don't know how old them puppies were. Okay. But 
Uh, I've had several different situations with puppies, and I looked like I was a battered wife. And it, it was <laughs> from, from the interactions was, with the puppy and it was from the interactions with the puppies. Okay. So it would be on my face. It would be on my hands because like I had, well, I mean, I don't really want to go off topic here, but like the more puppies that are around and the more rambunctious they are and the easier you bruise. Okay. Which I think some are probably bruised pretty easily. If I would say like nine times out of 10, all the things that have been brought to the attention as far as her possibly being uh, mistreated. um, I think that she could have gotten one from falling or, you know, her own uh, stumbling or playing with the dogs. As the dogs were growing, they could have um, put bruises on her because it happened to me. And I actually had somebody ask me if I was okay. Like, because I had so many bruises and then I had situations where, um, you know, things happen with dogs and it looked from the social media pictures I saw, uh, they had a dog that had puppies in like maybe March or May. I can't really tell. So, um, and there were a lot of puppies. Okay. And I think each one of those kids got a dog. I just want to point that out because I feel like that's, that is a sign of, parents trying like trying to make their kids happy don't you think yeah there's a pretty big disconnect in what i've seen okay so this is sort of a general social media comment and then a case specific comment in general um people who are like middle class like true middle and upper class don't understand how poor people live and they also don't in general, understand what it's like geographically. I live in a place that there's a lot of affluent people around me, but I'm a poor person, like it's in my area. And I live in the country and I do things with my hands. And you were talking about like bruises and stuff. I, I'm not even kidding. This year alone, I had to go to a corner store to restock some stuff after... I had an incident with a hammer and some nails where I, and it was the smallest little thing for me. Like the only reason I was really addressing it was because, and I I bought Neosporin and superglue. So go ahead and like, like rip me up for that one people. But I had cut myself on the roof of something I was building and the blood started running and I didn't realize how bad it was mm. until I like took a picture of myself after this clerk looked at me like, what's going on there? <laughs> but, but you know, I, I have, I have bruises and cuts and like, I have blisters, bruises, cuts all the time that look like other things. Like, I'm sorry, but you're never going to pass for somebody who's being abused. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, because of how I look, people don't you're ask me sick. if I'm okay. and so if you if you apply that to like a little girl right so she's just living her best life out there you know doing whatever and yes you get uh bruised up or whatever now if she is being abused that needs to be addressed but it isn't consistent here uh the the mom's affection towards her children 
and uh, which she puts out on social media, it's not consistent with the uh, the claims that she's abusing these children. When you see these genuine smiles and genuine laughter from these kids, okay, um, it I I feel like uh, I would be happy if everybody just stopped picking that apart because it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that she's not there. Yeah. And, and, you know, the pressure of what people saying are saying about these people is enormous and they don't, you know, you don't realize that until you're in that situation and then it's too late and it really does hurt. And like when people talk about you a certain way, I think at this point they're probably just numb. I bet they don't give a happy what anybody has to say. Well, that's, well, that's what I was going to say that doesn't count the fact that like the reason you're there is because summer's gone because when, if you haven't ever had a kid where you don't know where they are or what's happening and you have no control over the situation, you should probably stay out of this situation as far as like making these grandiose gestures to 50,000 people on Facebook that you suddenly know what happened. And, you know, it can't be, possible that the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the other 108 agencies working on this case know it's just you on Facebook because you know you had that experience at one time in that Lifetime movie that you saw at 3 in the morning so you know what happened but nobody else does. Well this one um, I feel like anybody that's saying they know what happened uh, is missing several things Um, now I'm all open for speculation. I'd like to hear something different at this point. And I feel like everybody should be required to read an entire group post, like all of it before they're allowed to post. Um, but that's something that, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm, you know, whatever. I just feel like uh, some people would uh, stop saying stuff over and over again, but people are absolutely entitled to their opinion. I saw um, somebody said, that it was absolutely unacceptable for people to be going IRL on the Wells family. Okay. Can you say it one more time? Uh, People, I saw somebody post that it was absolutely unacceptable for people to be going IRL on the Wells family. And IRL means in real life. Okay. And I, it took a second for me to realize um, sort of what they were getting at. And so my understanding is they're saying like, you can do whatever you want on social media, but you know, you can't do anything in real life to this family. And I think um, for one thing, clearly there's this group of people that, I think most everybody, they see things way different than I do because I would never say anything online that I wouldn't say directly to someone's face. Um, That is not the case in most of these groups, I don't think. Uh, And so it may be me. It may be that I am finally over the hill. (laughs) And it's like, I can't imagine... Uh, that kind of comment now, and I went back through and I saw like this person was, you know, just letting, letting it rip. Um, but then they were like, Oh, in real life's not acceptable. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? (sighs) These cases, 
I I saw someone um, sort of off topic, but I was I was following something that Kelsey German was talking about, who's related to a completely different case, and I was um, I was just sort of looking at how she was respo- responding, and basically the, the gist of what was being said was that she was just a, just attention seeking, and she was not a victim of the case that she's a victim of. And her response was very polite, very direct, and she just shared the person's response with some other people that were following the conversation rather than reply. Oh, my. And I looked at it, and I realized that, like, the Internet will be the end of humanity as much as it is an amazing thing because some keyboard jockey thinks they know what they're talking about. That... Like, when people go through a tragedy like that, um, you should only say positive things. I, um, I actually, I agree with that. Um, of course, we've talked about on one of the other episodes on one of the other shows, we talked about how, (laughs) um, it's, it's not necessary to say what you're thinking because you can think whatever you want and your thinking, no matter what it is, is not out of line, yeah. okay? What's out of line is your behavior and your actions on that thinking. Um, and it it seems like, and I didn't realize this was happening, so this has been really eye-opening to me, but, you know, you can think, and I encourage everybody to think for themselves, absolutely, but, um, you know, I, I feel like there should be filters um, that ter- when thoughts are turned into actions and behaviors and statements on social media, and I, I guess that just doesn't happen anymore. Not really. Do you identify with Summer Wells? Yeah, I do. Like when you look at her, when you look at her, do you see yourself? I do. Yeah, I thought that. I would, I saw like the first time I saw a picture of her, not like with the shaved. I don't. I haven't seen like all of the kids' pictures available of you, but I don't think your head was ever shaved, right? I've never had shaved head. That's not what I identify. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying like when I saw the other pictures before. I. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I do identify with Summer Wells. Um, I that very well could have been me. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I could. Uh, For everybody, nobody knows what I look like, but I do have blonde hair and blue eyes. Right, and that's what I that's what I was sort of alluding to there, because Summer Wells looks like all the kids in my family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I see a lot of myself in her, her on the swings and stuff. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I get into any missing kids case, but sometimes I've noticed what was very endearing. It's like, I have nephews now that all like could be Summer Wells's brother. Well, sure. And yeah, I see a lot of it. Um, I am not going to like put a... I don't know uh, the situation besides that they're they live in a rural area and they're they're a quite large family. Um, 
as far as them being poor, that's what's been put out there. I don't really know. Um, my, I lived in a family, uh, that wasn't rural like that. And my dad worked very hard and we never wanted for anything, but we weren't like super rich. Right. Um, but as far as like swinging and running around barefoot and, you know, being outside in the summertime and having random animals living at our house, that was absolutely my life. And I have brothers and I'm the only girl. And so I do identify with her and I have felt like a lot. It, so it is hard being, uh, it's not hard. It's just, it is a, it's something to be the only girl. Okay. But some of the interpretations that people have drawn from that, uh, I don't think are correct. Uh, they, I could be wrong. I'm just saying a lot of assumptions are made. She is the youngest, right? She's the youngest and she's the only girl in this particular family. Both of the parents have other children who I'm not going to get into this, but they're older and they're not necessarily part of this family unit, right, unit right. for various reasons. And you know what? I, uh, yeah, that happens. Like I have situations like that over here too. So. Well, and Candace Wells is 39 years old, and so she's, uh, we're older than her, but not that much older than her, and I can, uh, I can understand that people have passed, and I have seen lots of stuff put out there, and I actually have started skipping the personal messages that are screenshotted and posted, because I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, I, would, I haven't read a lot of that I would since the die. beginning. Like I, I don't even have, you know, older children or anything like that. I don't even have anything major. But like when you're talking with somebody, like if you just posted all the messages I sent you, I would be so pissed because it's well, not a conversation for even, the world to analyze. Even some of the ones where it's just like a person posting like a single line on their own profile for their friends and every, and some idiot shares it. You know, I have someone in my life that posts like weird shit on Facebook. Like, and this is an older person that's like not supposed to do stuff like that. It's not that they're like trying to be crazy, but like if you went through like their browser history, like they would definitely be on a list somewhere. Absolutely be on a list. And, and probably if you went through my browser history, I would probably be just locked up. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, we're on all the lists. Yeah, we're on all the lists. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, and, and that's why, you know, when other stuff comes up, I'm like, yeah, don't take anything you find on my computer to heart. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So <laughs> I do you have like a, a lot more stuff that you want to cover or are you? No, I just wanted to talk about this case. I think this is it. Um, and obviously – I, you know, we'll do a follow-up on this because it's a huge part of our new, um, do you know where the kids are? Yeah. So this is five-year-old Summer Wells. She is missing out of Hawkins County, Tennessee. The area she lives in is called Beach Creek. It's right next to Rogersville, Tennessee. TBI investigators are seeking a potential witness in Summer's case. The driver of a red or maroon 1998-2000 model year Toyota Tacoma pickup truck with a full bed ladder rack along with white buckets in the truck bed that was being driven in the area of Beach Creek Road and Ben Hill Road late afternoon to early evening on either Monday, June 14th or Tuesday, June 15th. 
If this vehicle or a potential driver of the vehicle sounds familiar to you, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. That's 1-800-824-3463. Thanks for joining us. This has been... It's 10 o'clock p.m. Do you know where your children are? By True Crime Access. For more information, please visit truecrimeaccess.com. Check out True Crime Access on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a missing child's case in your area that you feel needs to be highlighted, or information about a missing child's case that you are uncomfortable providing to law enforcement yourself, we will do it for you. You can reach us at 252-365-5593 or do you know where the kids are at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on... It's 10 o'clock p.m. Do you know where your children are? justice in this world There's no point in keeping score Some got it bad Some got it worse There's no justice in this world Sometimes your best just ain't enough Some other guys have all the luck So I guess I'm waiting for the last to be first There's no justice in this world It could be worse If I always got what I deserved There'd been some lessons harder learned, I bet And as far as I'm concerned The only reason you're my girl Is there's no justice in this world try to understand Some things are out of my hands Maybe it's a blessing and not just a curse That there's no justice in this world It could be worse If I always got what I deserved There'd been some lessons harder learned, I bet And as far as I'm concerned The only reason you're my girl Is there's no justice in this world
could be worse If we always got what we deserved There have been some lessons harder learned, I bet And as far as I'm concerned The only reason you're my girl Is there's no justice in 